0: This is the Elevate Church Podcast. For a list of messages and for all updates about events and more information, check out our Instagram, Facebook, or visit elevate.city. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Here's today's message. All right, if you got a Bible, uh, pull out your Bible. If you have the Bible app on your phone, pull out the Bible app. If you have some way of writing things down taking notes i want to highly encourage you to take notes it's always so important to write down the things that we feel like god is speaking to us in those moments so that we don't forget those things and that we can look back um in you know good times and hard times and go no god said this and this is where he's taking us and so uh, like i said we're starting a brand new series today called letting go um, we are going to spend the majority of our time in the Word of God today in the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29, uh, and then we're going to spend the, the rest of the majority of our time in Matthew chapter 6 today. So if you want to bookmark those two places, we're going to have it on the screen for you. Uh, let's start with Jeremiah 29, 11. It says this, For I know the plans and the thoughts I have for you, says the Lord. So right away, the Lord is saying to you and I, I, the Lord, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the creator of you, the one who knew you in your mother's womb, the one that the word of God says, put you together perfectly, knit you together. That one, the God almighty, Jesus Christ says this, I, God's saying, not you, not your family, not your idea of what your future looks like. I, I have a plan for your future. And my plans and thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord, he says this, plans for peace, well-being, and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. I love that word future, meaning that we all have a future Outside of this season, I'm telling you, we're coming out of this season, and I believe God is doing something supernatural in the land, and that I totally believe that 30 days from now, when we get into June, this whole landscape is going to look very different. 30 days ago from this day, they were talking about 300,000 plus deaths and millions and millions of people being infected. And 30 days later, things look very differently. And I believe it's the power of God healing our land. And I believe that 30 days from now, it's going to look even more different. And I believe that God is wanting to remind us, I have a future. And the future that I have for you is good. And it's not for disaster, but it's to give you hope, that you have hope that God has seen your future, he's been in your future, and he declares that the future that he has for you and your family is for good. And it's not for disaster. And it's, he has plans, and he's thought through the plans that he has for your future. A couple days ago, I was in here and I was praying And um, it was one of those moments that as soon as I stepped into that moment where I was gonna pray, I could sense Jesus right there. Um, This doesn't happen all the time. I don't want you to think that that I just have these incredible visions or incredible moments of God all the time where he's just right there. But this was one of those moments that I could physically sense that he was in the room and that he was with me and he was right there and that he wanted to speak to me and he wanted to tell me some things. And so Jesus was right there and the first thing he said to me was take my hand. He had his hand stretched out, and this has happened to me only a couple times in my life. And every time that I've ever seen this, I've seen him put out his hand, and I know that he's wanting to take me from the season that I'm at now and take me into a new season. And Jesus made it very clear to me. He said, take my hand. He said, it's time to go. And he said, it's time to go. We are leaving this season. And I knew exactly what he meant. We are leaving a season of COVID. We're leaving a season of worry. We're leaving a season of panic and stress. We're leaving this season and we're going into a new season. And I love that God uses these words seasons because we understand physical seasons. I'm so thankful that we are in a season of warmth and sun and that we're going into a greater season of warmth and sun and we're moving out out of a season into a new season. And I believe it's just like when Noah came to the end of the 40 days and he stepped out of the bow and he entered into a new season. I believe we are all entering into a new season. And the Lord showed me a door. There was a door and the Lord took his other hand his open free hand and he opened that door and he took me and Jess and my children and he said, I'm taking you into a new season. There was a door closed, but I'm opening this door and I'm taking you and your family into this new season. And the Lord said very clear to me, no more thinking about this season, meaning that the season that we're in, he said, I don't want you to think about this season anymore. I don't want you to focus on the season anymore. He said very clearly, I want you to focus on the season that is about to come. And I believe that the Lord is wanting all of us to take his hand and allow him to lead us into a new season. I believe that the Lord has a great season for Elevate Church, a season of victory. I received this prophetic word, and I'm going to read it to you. I don't always read all the prophetic words I receive about the church, but um, one of our elders, Christy Ertle, Ryan and Christy Ertle, we love them very much. We're so thankful for their leadership and their commitment to elevate church, and we love them dearly. And um, Christy Ertle, uh, on the same day the Lord spoke to me during prayer that night, she sent me this prophetic word, and I want to read it to you. It says this. Um, I saw a picture that God showed me of the front door of Elevate Church. I was standing in the lobby and there was a giant waterfall coming into the lobby doors and the doors of the church were wide open. Praise God, the church is open, the doors are wide open. And she said, I saw a giant waterfall flowing into these doors. And in the lobby, everything was color and behind the waterfall, it was black and white. As the people stepped into the doors of Elevate Church, they walked through the giant waterfall and changed from black and white into color and instantly started smiling and laughing and having a good time in our lobby. Then I saw behind the waterfall and I saw a line of people single file on their all the way out past the parking lot, wrapped around Bethany Road. She says this, last week when I was praying, the Lord showed me this picture and and brought it to my mind again, very clearly, and I heard a single word, floodgate. And this is what we're believing for. We are believing that we are moving as Elevate Church and as the church, the capital C Church around the world, that we are moving into a season of revival that we are moving into a season that we're going to see God supernaturally do crazy things in the earth, and we're gonna see just thousands and thousands and thousands and millions of people give their life to Jesus in this great awakening that we're seeing in the earth. Now, what does this mean? This means that this prophetic word is, yes, for me as the head, Um, of Elevate Church. And I'm not the head, Jesus is the head, but I'm the overseer of Elevate Church. This word is for me, but this word isn't just a word for me, it's a word for us. Because you are a part of Elevate Church, and we are a part of Elevate Church. And it's not just me that makes up Elevate Church. We, as a body, come together to make up Elevate Church. And so when God gives this word, this prophetic word, about doing something supernatural, and that means that he's going to bring families and students and kids and young people and older people. He's going to bring all kinds of people to Elevate Church. That means that you are a part of this word. And I believe that God is going to use us and use you to be his voice in this season because people are looking for answers. They're starving for answers, okay? Many of them have lost hope. Many of them have lost incomes. Many of them have lost understanding. Many of them have lost vision. Many of them are literally hopeless right now, and they're going to be looking for answers, and I believe that you are going to be the lifeline. Um, It's kind of like that show, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? I know, I think it's back on uh, somehow right now, Um, but I remember on that show, they had this thing that was called a lifeline, where somebody could reach out to somebody. They were stuck. They couldn't get past where they were stuck, and so they had a lifeline to use, and they could call somebody and ask them for wisdom and help. Listen, I believe that this is exactly what's going to be happening in just a matter of a couple of weeks. We're gonna be going back to work. We're gonna be seeing people that we haven't seen in a long time. We're gonna go to restaurants. We're gonna go to stores. We're gonna go to places. We're going to see people and people are looking for a lifeline and God is going to use you as his voice, as his lifeline to give them understanding of what's happening in this world and that they need Jesus desperately. Remember, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, for I know the plans and the thoughts I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace, well-being, not for disaster, and to give you a hope in a future. And so we're going to look in this time and in this season on how to let go of some things so that we can embrace the plans that God has for our life. I believe that the Lord is using this time and using this season to reset us and to reset our vision and reset our focus and our understanding so that he can use your life and our life in a greater way for his glory in this next season we're about to go into. And so Jesus talks about this. And uh, we're gonna be looking at Matthew chapter six. Today, we're gonna look at verses 19 through 25. Uh, Next week, we're gonna look all the way down to verse 34. And we're really gonna take some time in the next few weeks to study this passage and what Jesus is speaking to us and what he's speaking to us now that is a rhema word for our upcoming future. So Matthew chapter six, verse 19, it says this, I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. Verse 19 it says this don't keep hoarding for yourself earthly treasures that can be stolen by thieves, material wealth that eventually rusts, decays, and loses its value. Verse 20 Instead, stockpile heavenly treasures for yourself that cannot be stolen and will never rust, decay, or lose their value. For your heart will always pursue what you value as your treasure. Verse 22, the eyes of your spirit allowing revelation light to enter your innermost being. If your heart is unclouded, the light floods in. But if your eyes are focused on money, it cannot, uh, it cannot penetrate, and the darkness takes its place. How profound will the darkness be within you if the light and the truth cannot enter your heart? Verse 24, how can you worship two gods at the same time? You will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You can't worship the true God while enslaved to the God of money. Verse 25, this is why I tell you to never be worried about your life or for you... For all that you, or for all that you need will be provided, such as food, water, clothing, everything your body needs. Isn't there more to your life than a meal? Isn't your body more than clothing? So today, point number one in letting go, we're going to look at what Jesus first said. He says this, for your heart will always pursue what you value as your treasure. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 says this Above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. Okay. So I think we need to ask ourselves a couple questions in this season. And this is a season where everything stopped. And let's just be weird. It, let's just be honest. It's just weird. Okay. It's weird when you wake up and you're like, I'm not, you know, a taxi driver to my kids to all of these different sporting events and clubs and things that they need to be, you know, a part of and need to get to. It's weird when you're like, um, all I see is my house and you know, maybe the store, maybe one other place. We're not seeing a whole lot of different places. It's this time where things have just paused. And in that season, we need to ask God some questions and we need to ask God, what is he saying to us in these seasons? So I wrote down two questions and two questions I want you to write down and two questions I want you to ask the Lord. The first question is this, what does my heart value? What does my heart value? And I believe and I'm hoping that in this season that God is helping all of us to reevaluate what we really value in this life and what really matters in this life. The other question I want you to ask is this, what do I pursue with my time, my energy and my money? What do I pursue? What do I run after? What do I go after? What do I take my time, my energy, and my money? Where where am I spending these things in life? And I know things have, you know, like I said, they've, they've drastically just paused, but I'm telling you, everything's gonna ramp back up and we're gonna get right back into the cycle. And we need to ask God, God, show me where my time, my energy and my money, where are those things going? And do we need to reevaluate where my time, my energy and my money is going to? Uh, Philippians uh, chapter one, verse nine says this. Paul says this, I pray that your love will overflow more and more. I'm really believing that um, we're going to see a new season of love in America. Um, I was so encouraged today. Um, I saw uh, just a little snapshot on Instagram. It was a report out of Miami. And the report was during the season of of quarantine in the last, I think, eight or nine weeks, they haven't had one murder in the uh, city of Miami which is just tremendous. And I'm really believing and hoping that we have a lot of people that are full of love and and grace and and caring coming out of this season. And he says I pray that your love will grow overflowing more and more that you'll keep growing in the knowledge and the understanding. What is he talking about? He's talking about I want you to grow in knowledge and understanding of how God thinks not how this world thinks, not how you were raised in your home growing up, not in, you know, in the thoughts of the world or what Instagram's telling you or Facebook's telling you or that degree that you got at college. God's going, I, I, I want you to grow in the knowledge and the understanding of who I, who I am, my nature, my character, and what my word says. Verse 10, it says this, for I want you to understand, isn't that a great word, understand? It means to have revelation. It means to have knowledge. It means to have understanding. It means that you have a cr- concrete foundation that you're standing upon. says so to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day Christ returns. Paul's asking us, what really matters? What really matters in this life? I know for me, I'm doing some evaluation. I know I've asked myself in the last few weeks, you know, how much does the sports that my kids play, how much does it really matter? How much time? How much energy, how much effort, how much money are we pouring into that? How much time are we pouring into our kids, you know, sports lives and their clubs and and you know the the tournaments and and the camps and um, you know the personal trainers and this group and 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 how much are we pouring into that? I'm asking myself about hobbies. How much energy do I pour into hobbies? How much energy do I pour into things like the Chicago Bears? And I know that, you know, we all laugh about when I talk about the Chicago Bears, but like the Chicago Bears, like, that has become like almost like an obsession in my life over the years. And I have to ask myself, like, how much does that really matter? Like we just had the NFL draft and, you know, I I remember not this year, but last year, like, Being so obsessed about like every player that we were thinking about drafting and like listening to podcasts about who we were going to draft and then when we did draft them like researching those players and understanding where they came from and their home life you know and and why they're going to be effective for our team and how much does it matter. Or how about things like our trips that we've planned or plans that we have for our house and and we have all these plans that we have set up for our future. And it's like Paul saying, how much does this matter? And I wanna make this abundantly clear, okay? I'm in no way, shape or form saying that these things don't matter. They do matter. It's just not what matters. And you gotta understand like, I'm just like you. I can't wait for these things to come back. I can't wait to go on a family vacation. I can't wait to go on a date night with Jess. I can't wait, you know, to go to Foot Locker. I can't wait for these things to come back. But at the same time, if there's one thing that I know clearly coming out of this season, it's this. That some of the things that I thought mattered and really, really mattered, really don't matter. They're nice and they're cute and I want them to be a part of my life, but I cannot give the same amount of time, energy, money, focus, attention to those things that I had before. I can't let those things rule and dominate my thoughts and the impressions in my heart. Paul's asking us what really matters. Second point is this, is this idea of choosing wisely. Verse 22, it says this, the eyes of the spirit allow revelation light into your innermost being. If your heart is unclouded, the light floods in. We're talking about the light of the word of God. We're talking about the light of Jesus Christ. We're talking about spending time in his presence. We're talking about worshiping. We're talking about about spending time with Jesus, allowing the light of him to flood in. Verse 23, it says this, but if your eyes are focused on money, the light cannot penetrate. Penetrate. And the darkness takes its place. How profound will the darkness be within you if the light of the truth cannot enter? Verse 24, how can you worship two gods at the same time? You'll hate one and love the other, be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot worship the true God while enslaved to the God of money. There's this great movie called Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Uh, I watched it a couple weeks ago. I think we're all trying to find things to watch. Um, If you've never watched Indiana Jones movies, turn them all on. They're all incredible, great stories, great family movies, okay? And in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, they're going after this idea of, it's called the cup of Christ. And they believe that they can find the cup of Christ, they can drink of the cup of Christ, and they can find eternal life and they can live forever. And so Indiana Jones and his enemy, they kind of come to the same place at the same time. And Indiana Jones does all of these, you know, extraordinary things to get to this room where there's just a room full of cups. And Indiana Jones and his enemy are both in there. And there's this old man that's the protector. He's kind of like a, you know, a being, an angel that has protected the cup of Christ. And he says to both men, he says this word, he says, choose wisely. And so Indiana Jones' enemy, he's looking through all the cups and and there's all kinds of different cups and there's gold cups with rubies and diamonds and he's trying to figure out which cup would be the cup and he finds the fanciest, probably the most, you know, wealthy looking cup, and he takes that cup and he dips it into the water and he drinks of the cup and you know a couple seconds later we see this really gruesome scene where he kind of like melts and falls apart. And it's kind of like this idea we've learned that he didn't choose wisely and then Indiana Jones, you know, is looking through all the cups and he finds this wooden cup and he realizes that Jesus was a carpenter and he takes that cup and he drinks of that cup. Well, I think Jesus is kind of saying the same thing to us in this season. Choose wisely. We have to choose wisely. That verse said this, if your heart is unclouded, the light will flood in, okay? It's really hard for the light and the truth and the wisdom and the understanding of the word of God to flood into our hearts when our heart is clouded, and I think God is using this time, because I want you to understand that Romans says that he uses all things for his glory. I'm not saying that Jesus did not bring COVID in this season into the earth, but he will use this season to bring glory to his name and to his kingdom. And I think one of the things he's saying is our hearts clouded. Clouded with what? Clouded with the worries of life, the lure of wealth, Are our hearts clouded with constantly thinking about our future and planning our future and how I need to obtain wealth for my future to make my future into what I see and desire and want with my future? Is my heart clouded with the plans of life? How can I make my plans happen? We're all really good at making great plans. We're all really good at having great imaginations and ideas of what we think our life should look like and what we want our life to look like. Is our heart clouded with our plans and our ideas so that when Jesus says in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven that I have a plan, we can't even begin to see his plan because our plans are so big in our heart. Is our heart clouded with I want to make my life so that everything I have in my life is making me happy? Are we running after this idea that I'm trying to make my life happy? Is my life clouded with the idea of I want power? I want to get on top. I want to climb the ladder. I want to get to where I think I should be. Jesus is helping us to take a moment to say, hey, let's uncloud our hearts. Let's see what God wants to show us. Let's let his light and his truth and his revelation and his understanding and his presence come into our heart and give us understanding for this season. The second thing that we saw in there was Jesus started talking about this understanding of worship. And worship is interesting because this is exactly what the enemy wanted when he got kicked out of heaven. He wanted worship instead of God getting the worship. So Jesus starts talking about worship in verse 24, he says this, how could you worship two gods at the same time? And so he starts talking about worshiping the God of money. And I wanna help us understand something today, okay? It's not that Jesus is talking about worshiping physical money, okay? What Jesus is talking about, he's saying is this. It's worshiping the idea that money, wealth, wealth, this promotion at work, this next spot on the ladder, that next house, that next trip, my kids going to this college. What what he's saying is this, it's about worshiping the things of the world. Are you worshiping me and my kingdom Are you worshiping the idea that these things in the world, they're gonna bring you happiness and they're gonna be the thing that fills the emotional voids in our hearts. I need you to understand a couple things about money. Number one is this, God made money. Money is not bad. Money is just a tool. And so what Jesus is talking about in Matthew chapter 6 is he's just saying, let's just talk about how we choose to use money. We can either use money as a tool for good or we can use money as a tool for evil. I mean, we can use money for a tool to go, God, how do you want me to use my money? Or we can just go, I wanna be greedy and I want more and I want more things and I wanna take more trips and I want a bigger house and I want more and more and more. And, and, and God's talking about, let's talk about what we're worshiping. Second thing is, I want you to understand, God has no problem with you having good things. There's no problem with you or me having good things. The issue that Jesus is dealing with in Matthew chapter six is this. He's just saying, I don't want these things to rule your heart. It's the same story that we see when Jesus meets the rich young ruler. And the rich young ruler comes to Jesus and he goes, you know, what do I need to do to follow you? What do I need to do to have eternal life? And Jesus looks at the rich young ruler and he says, I want you to sell everything you have and I want you to come and follow me. And the Bible says that the rich young ruler, he was sad because he had many things, meaning what? That his hope, his life, his heart, his passions, his desires, they were all wrapped up in the things of this world. So this is what Jesus is really talking about here in Matthew chapter six. He's not talking about money. Jesus doesn't have any problem with money. What he has is he has a problem when the things of this world grab our heart and we worship those things and we don't worship Jesus and Jesus alone. What Jesus wants more than anything is this, is for us to get to this place that we're evaluating, we're going, God, what matters? What matters? What what am I worshiping that I shouldn't be worshiping? What if I made a priority What have I made as like a little God in my life? What what are these things that I'm spending too much time, energy, money, focus, attention, passion? What am I giving to things that don't really matter? And it's okay. I want you to understand like God's not mad at you. (laughs) He's not frustrated at you. I think sometimes when I preach about things like this or talk about things like this, we instantly go to this place where we're like, man, God's frustrated me. He's upset at me. He's mad at me. No, 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 no. God understands you are a human. You are made of dust. He understands that you have flesh. He understands that you go through temptation. He understands that we're just, we are really just humans. And he loves you tremendously. And he's not mad and he's not frustrated at you. He just goes, hey, listen, I'm about to do something really big in the earth. Something that I've been planning from the beginning of time. This great awakening, right before I come back and rapture the church. There are just millions of people on this earth and they are lost. They don't know where they're going. They don't know what up is from down. And Jesus is like, man, I really love these people. I really care about these people. I really want to reach these people. And God's just going, I want you to help me do that. But to do that, we need to let go of some stuff. Some things that. You know what, when we get into a season like this, when we're in a pandemic, we start to look around and think about what really, really matters. We go, yeah, maybe the Holy Spirit can work on this area of my life. See, when we get into this place where we take our focus off of those things and we really start worshiping Jesus, We just come into his presence and we just praise him and we just worship him. And we just open up our hearts and we just go, God, what do you wanna say? God, what do you wanna do? And we give the Holy Spirit the opportunity to change what we see. And all of a sudden we can start seeing things the way God wants us to see things. And we see things like the family, at work, we see that guy at work, we see that woman at work and we see their family and we see that they're lost and they're hurting and that God's put us in proximity with them at work and you have an opportunity to minister to them. Or or maybe it's a family down the street, maybe it's somebody and God opens up your eyes And all of a sudden you see that family and you see that you were put at that job or you were put on that street or you were put in that moment to be Jesus to that person that is lost right now. All of a sudden your eyes are open and you can see that person and you can think about that person that you thought would never in a million years give their life to Jesus. Maybe they've declared they're agnostic or they don't believe in God or they don't ever want you to talk to them about Jesus. It's a new season. They have questions. You have answers. And all of a sudden you start seeing God wanting to use you for that person. All of a sudden you see that person that grew up in church and got hurt in church and said, I'm never going back to church. I'll never, I'll never trust God. I I, I can never trust the people of God. I'll never go back. And those people, they're hurting. And they're prodigals. God cares about them. All of a sudden, God puts somebody on your heart because God's heart is breaking for that person. See, when we worship Jesus, when our attention and our focus gets realigned and we say, God, what do you want me to let go of? What is too, what has become too big in my life? What is out of place? We start worshiping Jesus and we start putting our attention on him, all of a sudden the way we see life and we see this world and we see what God wants to do drastically changes. I want you to know I am so excited about this next season. I'm so excited because I'm excited for the thought that God's gonna use you. I'm so excited that you're gonna be a part of what God's about to do in the earth. I mean, I, I can't tell you how I know, I just know. This, this building, this room that I am is not big enough. It's not big enough. We're gonna pack it multiple times over. And then there's gonna come a day where it's just not even gonna be able to contain what God's doing. And we're gonna go to another building we're gonna have to build a bigger building. And I'm so excited about that. But what I'm so excited about is that that means that you are being the hands and feet of Jesus Christ and you are showing people the love of Jesus and that you're showing people the hope of Jesus and that you are overflowing with Jesus into their life and you're the answer and they're following you as you follow Jesus. And as you are coming to Elevate Church, they're gonna come to Elevate church it's going to be a great season if we can let go of some stuff and we can let God change our priorities and use our life in a way that we could have never imagined he wants to use you for great things for his kingdom so let me pray with you today Father we thank you Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we just ask that you would come. Speak to us about things that we need to let go. Speak to us about priorities that we had, things that we would take our time, our energy, and our money, and we'd run and chase after things that you said would just rust and fall apart. Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would give us new eyes, your eyes. Your eyes to see people, to see families, to see individuals, and how much you love them. I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus that you would break our hearts for others. Father, we're so excited about this new season. Lord, we thank you that we're leaving this old season and we're walking into a new season. Victory in you and helping people find you. Father, we ask that you would use us. Use us. Just say that. Just say, Father, we ask that you would use the Johnson family. We ask, God, that you would use the Smith family. God, we ask that you would use us. Use me. God, use me for your glory. And I promise you, in the name of Jesus, God's going to give you new eyes. We thank you for new eyes to see the world, to see people the way you do, Jesus. We love you. We praise you. We thank you, God, for a new season we're going into. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Thanks for listening to Elevate Church Podcast. We'd love to have you join us for service on Sundays or at a dinner party on Friday nights. Check out our Facebook, Instagram, or website at elevate.city for more information.